BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm Charles Edmond. Welcome, Braves head football coach Fred McNair. It's a, I say this every year, coach, the first show of the year. It's an honor and it's a pleasure to talk Braves football with you as you get ready for an interesting and I think a fun season. It will be, Charles. I think, you know, the head coach and, and the coaching staff that, that we're assembly here together um, this year uh, should be very interesting. The things that, that we can get done um, this year. I'm very excited about the young men that we got uh, that came in during the summer workouts and um, and also through the camps. And uh, we have some good 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 camp uh, camp days in terms of what we was doing and uh, for this season. Um, I'm excited about where we at um, as a coach. You always kind of be kind of optimistic about the things that you can and you cannot do. So uh, we're here, and uh, on Saturday we have a. We have a great, great, great game here on Saturday uh, against Stephen F. Austin. Uh, you know, can't wait to see how these players respond to adversity, Charles. You know, uh, during the course of the camp, you know, we talk about the things that can happen and things that will happen, you know. So uh, excited about, you know, where we're at as a team. And um, the, the players are excited as well. You know, the biggest thing, playing the first ball game, the first ball game at home um, since 17, I think, Miles College, uh, we played um, – you know, just kind of be overexcited with the players, kind of kind of keep them calm and um, to where they can just really make an adjustment to the game atmosphere uh, in terms of what we're going to be Saturday. Got to ask you this question. We're up here in the home radio booth. We'll be here 530 on Saturday for the pregame. When was the last time you've been up here in the press box? Charles, I could probably say that was uh, 2015. Seven years. Yeah, seven years since I've been up here. Just to the left of me, right here, up here. At That's the, right. As the quarterback coach um, for the Braves here in 2007. Uh, well, f- 15. Mm. 2015, you're right. Uh, the quarterback coach then. So uh, it's been that long since I've been up here in the press box looking down on the field. You know, <laughs> uh, you know down on the field, it's a different different story down there. You, the things you have to deal with uh, players on the sideline, the referees, and. And the, and the crowd, you know, up here you hardly ever hear the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but down there you, you hear them, but you don't hear them, Charles. You have to have deaf ear uh, as a football coach to to manage the game. And so um, you know, that's the way it's played. And, uh, you know, it's been that long since I've been up here in the press box. Man, it, it, you're right. It has been a few years since, since you've been up here. And as, as we look down on it, Coach, I'm calling it right now. The time is 6.05, right? We'll be – Three minutes into the first quarter, seven to nothing, Alcorn. How does that sound? But Charles, hopefully more than that. You know, I mean, we got we got we got to come out. We got to come out. We got to come out with a with our intensity to score points, Charles. And uh, you know that's the way the offense is built. And I think Coach Ratton and um, that coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball have been doing a tremendous job implementing the plays and getting the players to understand the concept of what we're doing. So um, you know we got to we got to put points up. Um, and I think we're capable of doing that. Uh, we just got to continue to press on the young men that we're we're coaching uh, to get their job done as as, as well as being coached. Uh, you know, defense side of the ball, you talk about zero. Yeah, we we talk about 
not giving up any points, and that's our motto um, for this year. You know, just keeping keeping uh, keeping teams uh, down to points that one more point less than we score. You know, we can get that done. We'll come out victoriously. So um, we're excited about that side of the ball. Coach Tunnel's coming back. Um, you know, he was here 16 and 17 as a D coordinator. So uh, it was just so great to feel him want to come back uh, to the reservation and uh, and be a part of the staff again. So I'm excited about the things that he's bringing to the table. You know, during the course of these years, he's he been away and, and he's grown as a defensive coordinator, you know. So some of the things that he's doing now, he's doing a great job at it, you know, with the new staff on that side of the ball to be very interesting. And uh, I watch those guys work out the kids every day during the course of the week. And I ask them looking at the top practice field now where we do most of our work with the bags and, and, the, and the sleds and stuff. So I walk around and watch those guys, uh, you know, teach the kids the techniques and stuff like that, the fundamental of the ball game. Uh, I'm very excited about the, the staff he brought with him uh, on the defensive side. So uh, Coach Bradley, uh, he's doing a tremendous job coaching the D-line. Um, Deion Rowe, the graduate all court. He's all tonight uh, coaching the linebackers and, um, you know, Terry O'Quinn, um, you know, he was here in 16 and 17 as well uh, with Coach Thomas, and um, you know, he's doing a good job with the safeties. Of course, Coach, Coach Thomas going back to coach his old position with the corners. Um, you know, it's just phenomenal stuff. Um, Matt Brown, Matt Brown been here. He was a, Matt Brown started as a player, Charles. Uh, he's from Fayette, uh, came in as a walk-on. So he started being a student assistant, went from student assistant to a grad assistant. And now he's been under the tutelage of um, of Coach Thornton for four years now and done learned a lot. And uh, it was so fitting it to hire him as the nickel coach. And he's doing a great job with those guys too. So I'm excited about the change we made in the coaching staff. And um, Coach Phillip went from receiver coach to the quarterback coach now, which he's doing an outstanding job with that, those guys there. And that's a great room too, Charles, just to, just to say the least about that. It's a great room. I go in and sit down and, and listen to Coach Phillip teach up and coach up, and um, that's a great room. Leroy Frederick, he come from the defense side of ball. He back at home on the receiver side, coaching the receiver. So uh, I'm excited about those guys and the change that we made in the coaching staff and just seeing how this thing's going to work out. Um, we got a couple more days of preparation. Well, one more day of preparation before Saturday. So um, we get in on Friday morning. We'll go over some stuff uh, just to sharpen the nail up a little bit, and, and we'll go to work uh, on Saturday. Since we've been here, at about 4.45, I've seen probably eight or nine RVs roll in here. We're facing the scoreboard, so you see the RVs as they're coming in. And, again, they're rolling in here already. You know, Charles, people are excited about uh, football. People are excited about Alcorn State University football, the, the brand that we play. Everybody's excited about uh, coming to this first ball game. And I hope the stands are full. You know, come Saturday, Charles, come rain, shine, sleet or snow. I hope the stands are full. Um, you know, with the crowd and the fans and, and just get these players something to, to be excited about. You know, these, these guys, they kind of feed off the crowd, you know, uh, the excitement of the band. You know, they, when they come out of that tunnel on Saturday, you know, just, just pack Speed Castle Stadium full, you know, where where it can be unknown and loud uh, for Stephen F. Austin to hear. Of course, they'll be here in the number 10th ranked team. Uh, in the FCS, they lost to Jacksonville State, a game that was called due to lightning and weather. We had a couple of games in which lightning and weather was impacted. The MIAC SWAC Challenge, I think that took eight hours to complete almost for Alabama State. What about Alabama State? And, you know, Eddie Robinson, Jr., coach, you know, he, we talked to him at Media Day. Their defensive coordinator has been on the job a month. And, and that was one of the late hires. And, 
and come in and, and they hold uh, keep Howard in check. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, Jacksonville State, you know, they trailed 17 to three. Stephen F. led 17 to three. Game was called, but uh, Jacksonville State ran away with it in the second half. So uh, some interesting games um, on, on week zero. We want to talk a little bit about, yeah, obviously, you would assume and think that you're trying to put the personnel in place. And I was looking for a depth chart. Coach had papers in hand, and I'm saying, all right, here's the 2D. And I uh, was looking for it, and here we are. Talk a little bit about that. Is it crafted? Is it developed? Is it still to be determined? Uh, where are we 48 hours before kickoff? You know what, Charge? It's still it's still being dialed up, Charge. We're doing some things that uh, personnel-wise that – that to just to see fitting that work gonna make a difference to Alcorn State University football team. Um, you know that's why we haven't really just uh, really tuned in. Uh, got some ideas of, of the personnel that we're trying to do, uh, but still got some guys that we we still looking at, Charles. And it's not a bad thing. It was a good thing. Uh, we got some guys that really compete in their positions. Uh, that's that's the good thing about coaching, man. You, it's a hard decision sometimes to make uh, when you got guys that really really deep right there together and they compete for the same position, man. Let's give us more depth on uh, the things that we look for as coaching staff. You know, that that's some things that we really address it towards the off season when we're not recruiting, uh, getting more depth where we need it. I think we addressed it, uh, the places that we needed depth at. And uh, that's one thing I think the coaching staff did an outstanding job of doing um, during the course of the off season, during the spring uh, recruiting, um, you know, even back in December, once we got done, um, we did um, did some um, mid-year recruiting, and you know, we signed some guys in December. So uh, that that that, that's, that was that was great for us to be able to to go out and sign those guys and come in and and compete for positions. But uh, the biggest thing is that we got to do as a coaching staff, we got to make sure that we put the guys in place that that, that um, that's going to compete each and every down. And uh, we working working, you know, we worked that worked out this morning. And that's one of the things I told the players, you know, we got to continue to work. We've got to continue to compete against each other up until the last practice, uh, which will be tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a bona fide um, special team call out. Uh, the coach will get the defense and offense together tomorrow morning and um, and go through some stuff to, to kind of polish up and just like I say, sharpen the nail a little bit, you know, and by the end, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll have a decision on what we're going to do in for the, the two deep and, and a guy that's going to really play a lot uh, in terms of uh, what we're trying to do schematically um, for for this brave football team. It sounds to me, and normally, you know, privy to have that information in years past, but this year obviously is different. Is it safe to say that because of the depth, this this is the toughest roster that you've had to put together, the ones, the twos, the threes? Is it safe to when you're saying this like, it's a tough call to make. Is this the toughest uh, two deep, three deep that you've had to put together? Yeah. I mean, Charles, you know, you're just looking at what we got in terms of the players that we got out for football now, I think we end up like with a with a hundred and hundred and nine uh, with a head count uh, in terms of the players we got out for fall camp, and uh, you know, those guys have been sticking it out, and, and those guys that was here last year, you got the guys that that coming in is pushing old guys, and um, we just got to. make in terms of what we do and making the decision who's going to start and who's going to be the backup and stuff like that, decision for this football program. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a thing to where if you're a senior, you're going to play, you're going to start. If you're a graduate, you're going to start. Uh, I'm going to start the best guy for that position, you know. Uh, I think the coaching staff will contest to that in terms of uh, 
putting the best players on the field. Um, you know, they watch film today, you know, and, and going back and over and over and over stuff that, that we need to get done in terms of making the best decision for this football program. And as a head coach, you know, that is my job, you know, to to make sure we're making those right decisions, to make sure those players that goes in those positions is the right fit uh, for what we do, and to make sure they can help a lot of conditioning in this summer. Uh, we did a lot during camp, and, you know, this game will be a, a testament of uh, how good a shape that we're in as football players. You know, we got some guys that still need to, to need more conditioning. Uh, some guys can't get in shape like that, you know. There's some stuff that they have to do on their own during the off time as well. You know, I think coaching staff put together uh, the best plan that we could implement during the course of the fall uh, camp. And, um, and I think great things going to come out of this situation that we have. It's a unique situation. It's a good, great problem to have, what I'm saying, Charles, uh, and for in terms of what depth we have with, with the team that we have. Well, the obvious question, the number one question, probably the number two question, and maybe the number three question, one, two, three, four, who's the starting quarterback? That's still yet to be determined you know, 48 I, hours before. Are you able to, to, to divulge that a little? i tell you what, Charles. I think in that, in that room, I think Coach Phillip have developed some young men that was here last year uh, to come out and compete uh, for that starting position this year. Um, you know, Trey Lawrence was here last year with us. Martavis Quinn was here last year with us. Uh, Cole Williams here last year with him. We got a transfer in from, from La Tech, uh, Aaron Allen, uh, that wasn't here last year. So uh, I think he's doing a great job of making sure those guys understand uh, the concept in the passing game, the progress and the reads in terms of that. And he's done a fine job at that. Um, but right now we haven't really named a starting quarterback. We just can't really just say one guy had really separated himself from the bunch. So it's been that um, close. It's been close, y'all. It's been close. And, you know, each guy have different tangibles and, and things that they can and cannot do. But, you know, we want, we want to find that fit guy that, that got everything in one. You know, we want to put it all in one package. But um, we got four guys that's been doing a great job. And, like I said, in that room, it's been really good. It's been very competitive. And uh, that's what we wanted, y'all. We want a competitive room each and every day, each and every practice. Uh, but those guys, they come out each and every day and they compete. And individual drills, they make the throws, um, and all that kind of stuff. That's what you like. You like to see in terms of that position, Charles. But you got to have one guy that that really gonna stick out uh, to to call himself that bona fide leader that's gonna run that offense. And, um, and that's what we're waiting on, Charles. And we may play full quarterback this game, Charles. I don't know uh, because we need to find out who's gonna be able to operate under pressure. And in, uh, in terms of that, but um, we'll start the game with a quarterback, Charles. Yeah, I promise you that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start the game with a quarterback. So, uh, who that will be, we don't know yet. Uh, like I say, we'll be a, probably be a game time decision on that part. So, um, but uh, we we've been working uh, with those guys, charging, and like I said, I like that room. I like that room a lot. So, I think Coach Phillips has done a you know, guys up to par what we're trying to do offensively um, to be able to drive this Cadillac. Uh, once you get rolling. Well, as as a former quarterback yourself, you, you know what that quarterback room looks like, feels like, tastes like, whatever. You you know how that's supposed to go. And for you, 48 hours before, I mean, you knew Felix Harper. You knew Noah Johnson. You know, Noah Footman. John Gibbs, a four-year start in this league. You kind of knew who you are going to roll on out there. And, and I knew it was going to be a tough decision, but I thought at some point, and I've been at practice, 
I thought maybe someone would stand out in the bunch, but you have a more critical eye than me, obviously, to say it's that close. And here we are less than 48 hours before kickoff. And you can't really say who's who's the guy that that just tells you how how competitive this thing was. And you know, is this is a, this is the thing, Charles, when we started off with John Gibbs um, when he was here as a freshman, you know, we didn't have an idea of, of who was going to play because we had a, a red shirt senior, Darius Smith. Uh, already here uh, when John Gibb came in. So I'm a quarterback coach, so I, I tell the head coach, hey, look, if we're going to start this thing from the, from the ground up, go ahead and let's, let's go with John. Uh, that was a decision that we made. So when John Gibbs got in and we, we, we rolled in, and then we was lucky enough to recruit uh, Lenore's footman. Um, so we got the one-two guy. You know, we got the one-two punch right there. So when John goes down, Lenore steps right in. We not miss a beat. Um, you know, now you you solidify your starter with John. Okay, Footman comes in. Now, he's a good backup for you. They're in that position up until the spike championship. So, um, then you got Footman coming in. Okay, now you got Noah Johnson uh, in, the, in the waiting room. So, uh, Noah steps up. Footman get hurt. Noah steps right in, you know, as the backup. So, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of position you want to be in as a quarterback coach, as a head coach, where you got a quarterback in the wings that's waiting there that won't a beat. And, um, you know, right now, you know, we're in a situation now where we, 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 we didn't have, we don't have a, a bona fide starter now, not a guy that can say, okay, he was a backup last year. Boom. There he is. You know, um, you know, because, because of the, the play of Phoenix last year, not being able to see the other guys. Now you don't know how much, they can they can take, uh, but during the course of practice, you know, as a coach, you know, you got the whistle on the quarterback. So, uh, but we'll see how things work out, Charles. And I think it's going to work out for the for the greatness of Alcorn State University football program. Uh, the way we handle the situation uh, with the quarterback room, and um, and I think all those guys understand whoever is the starter going into 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 Saturday may not end up being that way, you know. So it may be a change, and you know, it just depends on how that guy controls himself, how he run that offense on that football field. Yeah, how is the camaraderie being amongst those guys? Because it is competitive. You know, someone's going to be handing their ball come Saturday at 6 o'clock. How is that camaraderie been on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, in the cafeteria, on campus? How's that been? Nothing but the best, Charles, and, and that's the way we coach them up. You know, uh, we, have to, we have to coach these guys up to, to feed off each other, to, to compete, to make each other better. You know, what, what when I'm on the sideline – uh, what do I see? Now I can tell a guy when he come off, this is what you're looking at or something of that nature, Charles. And, and that's where that room been, Charles. It's been a good room uh, because they know somebody got to start Saturday. And um, But the thing is, that room has been really good. I think Coach Phillip, has, like I said, did an outstanding job of, of managing that room. You know, as a coach, when you go into that room, you got to take charge of that room. This is what we got. This is what we got. And, uh, and this is where it's going to be done. You have any questions? Let's let's go ahead. Let's ask no question and let's deal with it. You know, but that's been a great room. The time I go in there and sit in that room, Charles, they asking questions. They 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 looking at each other when they ask questions and giving each other great feedback. And that's what I like about that room, Charles. It's, it's a great room. It's solid, and I know I got four guys in there that that very capable of of getting behind that center and running the offense. You got four guys, but can't can't name a starter. No, can't name, a starter. can't name a starter. But you know, we're gonna 
Oh, Saturday, we'll put somebody out there, Charles. Well, well I, I, I got a little rumor that, uh, you know, the media did ask you about that, and, and, and you said, uh, according to the NCA uh, information, you had another year of eligibility. <laughs> that, that, that could be a possibility, Charles. <laughs> but, I, but I stressed that on, on Wednesday when I when I threw one ball on Wednesday, I said, I can't go, Coach. I said, I can't make it. I said, don't, don't, don't do me, Coach. I, I can't make it. So uh, but on, on Saturday, um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna roll one out there, Charles, and and I promise you, one rule out there, you're going to do a phenomenal job. Um, that's the way I think it. Well, we'll obviously move on to, to, to other units of the team. we got Marquis standing, but I will get to him coming up. But And I was going to ask this about, we've got Stephen F., Tulane, McNeese, before you come back here to play Pine Bluff. That'll be our first conference game. I was going to ask, is it a possibility we could see one or all those guys in these first three weeks to kind of see what's what? Are, are you still – of the belief you play one guy and you, and you stick and stay. But, Charles, you know, the biggest thing is, and, and, and it's going to happen, uh, I, I told a kid this morning, you know, and we did a little thing at practice on uh, on Wednesday. You know, adversity, gonna, it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to strike, Charles. And I told a guy this morning, you know, how well can we bounce back from that? Um, and the biggest thing is, you know, everybody's have challenges, and, and it's going to be a, a letdown somewhere, uh, offense, special team, or defense. It's going to happen. But how well can we bounce back from it? But the biggest thing is, you know, going into that situation, Charles, you know, um, we're excited about it, man. And, you know, and, and, and if we play three quarterbacks during the course of that, that uh, this non-conference schedule and just get a, let those guys get a feel, hopefully we're in a situation where we can just take one guy out and just put him in and just let him run the offense the way it is, Charles. But it's going to be a, this is a very competitive non-conference schedule for us. Uh, I'm, I'm favorite of it. I like it. Uh, just give it, give our guys a chance to see where we are. Um, you know, and the biggest thing is, and I tell the coaches this: we got to make sure that we get our guys to the fight uh, on Saturday. Uh, we work hard through the week, make sure we take care of the kids' body, treatment, and all the things. Uh, got to get these kids going with, and uh, just make sure we get them to the fight. You know, we um, come out of the camp with, with, with hardly no injuries. And that was a good thing for me. That was exciting to see that anytime you you have live scrimmages and and then you have a mock scrimmage and you, nobody comes out seriously hurt, you, you're winning. Um, and that was big for us uh, just to have no serious injury during the course of camp. We'll get into more of it. Uh, let's go to the uh, phone lines. I believe we have Marquis standing by. Is, is Marquis still there? Yes, yes, sir. Good evening, Marquis. Our first call of the 2022 season. Um, how you doing, sir? Oh, did we lose Marquise? I think we lost yeah. Marquise. He's still there. All right, Marquise, what, yeah, what, what is your question? Oh, uh, I was trying to see uh, what – who do you know who's going to be our new starting quarterback this year? Not right now, Marquise. We're going to roll him out on Saturday, man, and and uh, and just say that he's going to do a good job for us. I think we got four guys that's in the ham right now that's capable of going out. And uh, and taking over the handle of that starting position, Marquis. So we're gonna see how that works out. We got another day of preparation um, tomorrow, and, and we're gonna see how that work out. And then we're on Saturday. It should be fun for us, Marquis. Yeah, I, I hope uh, my position is welcome. Might be eight and three, I think. Eight and three. Okay. Well, Marquis, we gonna roll there, man. I, I, I'm I'm praying for better, but you know, you said eight and three. Um, we we gonna try to beat that record, there, Marquise. We gonna try to we gonna try to do something different. Yeah, 
yeah, cause I hope we get back in the swag championship and uh, and let's get this go to the celebration bowl. That's the ultimate goal, Marquise, and we're gonna try to try to hammer that down, season man. Yeah. All right, Marquise, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, that that's uh, Marquise calling in. So let's let's get into some other, you know, obviously the quarterback position. We've talked a long time about that. That was a huge, a huge question coming in, and obviously, you know, you're still kind of working through that. Um, we we know in the backfield, you got Nico Duffy. You know, I saw the the press conference early in the week with Nico and the job that he's done. But that backfield has been competitive as well. You got a Syracuse transfer there that that's really impressing a lot of people. Talk about how the backfield's rounding out. And, you know, Charles, like I said about that quarterback room, man, I can't say that's a good thing about all the rooms, Charles. I done been in them all. And uh, and those rooms are very competitive. And the thing is about them, each and every one of them is communicating. There's no egos. You know, everybody's playing. Uh, the Javon Howard, the, the transfer come from Syracuse, he's been very good since he's been here, even with Nico and, and uh, Leather, BJ, those guys, they 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 they, they kind of done really clamped around uh, Javion Howard. Uh, Nico Nico is solid. He's been solid the whole year, Charles. Um, outstanding guy, outstanding player. Um, y'all been excited about that room too as well, Charles. They they handled the situation very well. They it, it wasn't like when Jarvion came in that he was just better than everybody else. I mean, he just took took control and and got those guys to compete, man. Until the next. Uh, it's some stuff I see now, Charles, that I didn't see last year and some of the players that, that we had in that position last year just because of some of the things that he talked about in the Syracuse. But it's been really good. That room been really good. So, obviously, not ready to name a starter, but that but that the running back room is, is stocked. And, and how important is a coach with, and I've been telling people this the whole offseason, and you just talked about it, knowing who the starter was going to be the last several years, going back to Felix and Noah and Lenoris and John Gibbs, the running game to me is this year is about as important. It's every year. I mean, every year the running game is important. But because of the quarterback situation, in fact, you're going to have a lot of mix and match the importance of running the football, moving the chains, and making that quarterback, whomever it may be, or all three, all four, comfortable in settling the quarterback down. To me, the running game is important this year more so than any other year we've had in the last seven, eight years. The running back position is, is key, Charles, when, especially when you have uh, a quarterback you haven't really really seen so far uh, that's been in the system for years. Uh, but the running game is always important. And I think what Coach Redden have done in terms of getting those uh, offensive linemen ready to, to protect and block um, – He's done an outstanding job, and you know I think we got um, a backfield that's if they give them creases, they could take it. You know, so the running game was always important in terms of a, a young quarterback just his first year coming taking snap from the center. So if that way you can calm him down or, or either get him started with a with an easy pass out of the out of the gate just to get his confidence going. But the running back, the running game will help that. It'll help ease him off a little bit. So uh, hopefully we get that going, and I think we will. Back to the phone lines we go. 601-877-6595, halfway through. Uh, Gwen joining us. Good evening, Gwen. Good evening, Mr. Abner. How you doing? Doing well. That's good. How you doing, Coach McNair? Miss Gwen, I'm doing fine. It was good to see you the other day. Thank you. I was glad to see you also. 
I want to wish you and the team and your staff and all a successful year. And I want you to be be bright, strong, and go after them. And see you on Saturday. Thank you, Miss Gwen. We sure appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right, Gwen, we appreciate you calling in. Give us a call, 601-877-6595, 601-301-2611. That's the number if you want to text a question. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. We appreciate all the text and all the tweets. A lot of folks check this stuff out, Coach. A lot of, a lot of questions for Braves football, a lot of excitement in the air. So we talked about the quarterback position, the running back position. Let's talk about up front. Uh, 18 offensive linemen, somewhere thereabouts. And whittling that down, how many offensive line are you going to carry into the season? Well, the biggest thing, you're at home, Charles, so it's a non-conference game. At home, you can dress them all out. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the great thing about playing at home. But on the road, you're a little different on the road. You you got to kind of like break it down in position-wise and in terms of getting up to that, that number that you need to travel with. Um, but, you know, offensive line-wise, I think Coach Radden, you know, have done a tremendous job with the guys he got. We kind of beefed it up a little bit. Uh, Will Reddick will be one of the guys that will be returning back. Uh, Steve Carter, he's come in and did an outstanding job as your quarterback on the offensive line. So, um, you know, putting the guys uh, on the right calls and making the right checks and, and those things. Of that So we're, we're, we're pretty solid. We got some good guys that, that came in and, and really competed. Some of the guys that was here last year uh, really stepping up, Charles. So I'm excited about where we are on the offensive line. So I think Coach Radden is going to put – uh, five guys out there are going to be able to, to change, Charles. So I'm excited about that position right there. Um, so you look at the receivers, King, Tim, you've got Juan Anthony. You know, you know, one guy that I'm really just hopeful, you know, Juan Anthony, I go back to that Miak Swack challenge last year. Juan Anthony had catches early. Uh, you going to see more touches from Juan Anthony to Juan Anthony this year? Juan Anthony came in and had a great camp for us, Charles, and uh, I'm so proud of him uh, coming back. terms of catching the football and being able to run with it. He got, he got, he got good speed too, Charles. If he can catch, he can go the distance. Um, you know, that's the thing about um, that receiving courtroom. You know, I think that what we did this past year was kind of like put the quarterbacks and the receivers in the same room uh, during the course of some meetings. And um, that's where it was when I was here. Uh, when me and Mickey Joseph, you know, he's at Nebraska right now. He was a receiver coach when I was a quarterback coach here. And uh, we always met in the same room sometimes. Uh, maybe once or twice a week, just to kind of be on the same page and just to know what I'm seeing as a quarterback. Um, but I think that room is, is really good too, Charles. We got C.J. Bowler, uh, big-time receiver. Uh, Material Hunt, he's coming back. Uh, limited play for us last year, but, but he's back this year. He's been doing some very impressive things, uh, you know, uh, on the football field. Um, we got a, a transfer in Malik Rogers, come from uh, Tussle. Uh, really, really good. Receiver for us. Uh, talk about the team. Uh, he was solid for us. He was coming in and playing as a freshman. Um, you know, T Mac, he really stepped up. And Tim Magna had, had, had a great camp uh, for his charge. And I think Coach Phillip and Coach Fred are really high on the things that he's doing in terms of uh, catching the ball and, and making plays uh, during the course of camp. But all that will be put on the field on Saturday, child. We've got a good room right there, too. I'm excited about that receiver room. I'm very excited about it uh, as well, too, Charles. We're going to make some plays for us. Well, who is, um, as we round up the offensive side of the ball, who are some of the pleasant surprises, just a, 
a, a, a kid that, you know, you're wondering, how wonder is this kid going to make it? And then you look up, here he is, dressed out, ready to go. Are there any pleasant surprises? You know, I think one of the guys that we really, 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 really sticks out is uh, Braxton Spell. Uh, Braxton Spell was a walk-on. Braxton come from Terry, Mississippi, uh, played for the Terry Bulldogs. You know, and Braxton, Braxton Spell had really, really upped his game. And I think me and Coach Ratton, we talked about Braxton one time before. And, and all the players really excited about him, you know. You know, he's doing a great job for, uh, you know, just coming in. And, and actually, you know, probably about a week ago, we put Braxton on some money. You know, uh, I decided to see that. You know, these kids come out as walk-ons, and uh, you always kind of reward these young men sometimes. If you have a little extra left uh, during the course of the year, you kind of, like, reward these guys, even if it's 0.2%, you know, scholarship, you know, it help pay for something, you know. So uh, just to give those guys an edge and um, give them some excitement, you know, makes the other guys come out, hey, look, I can earn money too, you know. So uh, that's part of the charge. We we always do a great job, coaches, to kind of identify those guys that's going to um, that's going to help this program uh, to the next level. Uh, we have Zelmarie Murphy on the line. Uh, I'm a brave, as they call her, calling in on six zero one eight seven seven sixty five ninety five. Good evening, Mrs. Murphy. How are you? I am well. Good evening to you, Coach McNair. And all of all corn braves, braves, we are, coach, we are very proud of you. I put my money on you. Don't say very much, <laughs> but I watched you through the years, and I know that you will deliver. Good luck for the rest of the season. You know where I'll be Saturday in that season. I would like. Everyday tragic accidents occur, causing serious injury or death. But you're not alone. Call Bogan, Munns & Munns for a free consultation with one of our experienced and caring attorneys. BoganMunns.com, offices in Orlando and throughout Central Florida. Well, hello, Winn-Dixie. We're getting the best quality for our Labor Day cookout. Right now, Baby Back and St. Louis ribs are just $3.49 a pound. Whoa, and all my cookout fixings are on sale, too. Select package dole salads and coleslaw are BOGO. And select bakery pies are just $3.99. Woo! Saving on my entire Labor Day cookout while earning rewards with the app. Winn-Dixie. It's a win-win. Price is valid through September 6th of Winn-Dixie Rewards. Limited supply. See store for details. To support our coach and the team, and send some money to the some extra things for our children. God bless you. I wish you well. And I'll see all of you on the 50-yard line on the reservation at every game. Take care and be blessed. All right, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Well, that. That makes you want to get out there right now and put on a – we got a headset on already. Makes you want to go on down there and, and get it started right now. Very well said, John. <laughs> very well said. Thanks, Mama Bray. <laughs> All right, let's look at the defensive side of the ball. You kind of broke that down a little bit earlier with Coach Thomas coming in, a whole new defensive staff, and I was kind of concerned about that, Coach. I mean, with, during the time that he came on board, it's not like he came on board in November. You know, he, he had to hit the ground sprinting, and he was able to do that. And just, just talk about the job he's done with that defense and, and some of the standouts there. You know, the biggest thing is you talk about time in charge. You talk about the right timing uh, to get another coordinator in when Coach Thornton left. Um, Right down to the T, uh, it was perfect. Uh, the timing was to bring him in because he was here for the, 
the fall workouts, you know, in February. You know, you got a chance to see the players and got a chance to, to go on the road and recruit uh, in those terms. I mean, that, it, was, it was excellent time in, in terms of getting them here and getting them acclimated to the team, but just being back here, you know. And uh, he did a great job for us in, in 16 and 17 of, of being a D coordinator. Um, you know, the thing is, Charles, you haven't been Mr. Beat. You know, like I said earlier, you know, um, he bringing more to the table now, you know. Um, the, 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 the 16 and 17 was the first year he was a coordinator. Um, and he did an outstanding job then. And, and, you know, just being out, getting more experience and the things that he, the knowledge that he got now, Charles, and it's going to be really good. Uh, I'm excited about the things that he brought to the table in terms of schematic stuff on defense and the way he brought uh, his own coaching staff in uh, for that side of the ball. And just seeing those guys work together. Uh, on that side of the ball as a coaching staff, man, it, it, it's tremendously um, unknowing, you know, but they, they, do, they do a great job of, of implementing stuff in. I see it at practice every day. You know, coaching hard and getting the kids to understand the why's and the why not, you know. Um, you know, Coach Thomas talked about that, you know, when he first got back, you know, just understanding uh, why, you know, it, it's this way, you know. And that's some of the things that, that he learned when he was away. You know, he come back now, it's just so much different. And the things that that he's teaching the guys, and uh, even in the, even in the room uh, when he meet, just some of the stuff that he talks about, he actually kids uh, about calls why, you know, and um, and that kind of stuff, you know. But he kids is very understanding. They understand his philosophy of the defense that he's teaching now. So uh, understand why you fit here, you know, uh, what's behind you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they're getting the guys to understand the concept of the, the schematic stuff that he's running on the defense side of the ball. Well, who, who stood out on the defensive side to you? I tell you what, um, you know, Kevante Key is coming back. You know, he played very little last year. Um, then he, the um, injury, injury, injury bug on us, and uh, he came back. And I tell you what, he looked very good in practice, Charles. And uh, um, he'll play corner for us and uh, doing a great job during the course of camp. Uh, he's very locked in. He's very toned in uh, to what's going on in the defense side of the ball. So, uh, that guy will be one of the guys I think will be one of the uh, surprises. You know, KJ is, is is always the guy that's gonna come up and, and rock your charge. I mean, he's a hitter. He's a, he's a tough one at that safety position. So uh, just looking at the the, in, the inside guy, the front seven. You're talking about Cherry Lewis and um, uh, Trevor James. I tell you what, he he's made he made an impact during the course of camp. He's been making plays. Um, Cherry Lewis has been solid. And up front, Devin Dawson, uh, he's doing a great job for us. And we got uh, Santonio Rice. I mean, he's been doing a he's been doing an outstanding job, Charles, at the defensive end position. So we'll see some guys out there that's going that's going really get after the quarterback, Charles. And I'm very excited about uh, the nickel position, uh, Malcolm McGee, you know, playing that position. And um, some of the some of the guys that played last year in the secondary has really stepped up and and um, been a contributor. To the uh, to this program on defense too, Charles. So we're excited about it, man. And I, I tell you, I could be more excited than on that side of the ball. See those guys fly around in practice uh, the way they do, um, and the coaches all wrapped up too, man. It's it's good coaching, man. So hopefully on Saturday, these young men understand the things that the coaches have been saying all through the week in practice, and they'll come out and uh, compete the way they were taught. Well, as we look at it now, coaches, 641, 48 hours from now, how about 27 to 3 all corner? It's 641 on Saturday with rain coming down. We we get a turnover. We get a punt return for a touchdown. 
a kickoff return and a and a fifty yard touchdown run. You know, kind of kind of like you know Stephen F was shut out in the second half. They led seventeen to three against Jacksonville State. Trey Self, who threw for over three thousand yards and thirty touchdowns, was very pedestrian. Uh, Jacksonville State's defense really clamped them down. That's just kind of my prediction as we as we sit here as they're painting the letters now on the field. They have the stencil for the A in the middle of the field, and they'll be doing that as well. Just a, a great scene here as we're less than 48 hours away from kickoff. Special teams, Coach. We had Lane Powell here a couple weeks ago just talking about special teams, kind of working through that a little bit. Um, any decisions made there? Punt, kickoff returns, kickoff, punter. That's still yet to be determined. And then you know what, Charles, in all, all old positions be new positions, uh, the long snapper, uh, long core. Has done a tremendous job with the long snapping part. Uh, we brought in several guys at that position uh, for the long snapper, Dylan Fisher. Uh, he's a backup long snapper for us. That's probably more depth for us special guys, and I call those special guys those guys that, that really have to work on their craft during the course of practice by themselves. You know, I'm down there with them sometime. I, I may call a mayday to rush them out on the field and, and get a kickoff or something like that, but uh, those guys have been really putting in time of doing things that – we're asking them to do during the course of a game is, is ball placements. Um, uh, Carson Reed has done a great job. Um, you got Mason Caldwell coming in as a kicker. And all those guys can put it in the end zone. So we'll see on Saturday, you know, when we call the kickoff team up and uh, and see where they're going to put the ball in placement. And, and the punter, Carson Reed, been doing a great job, punter. And I, and I, and I be a veteran, I call him the veteran on the special team, is uh, Noah Kiani. Um, He's done an outstanding job in terms of uh, uh, putting the ball through the uprights during the course of uh, practice and, and situation that we do during the course of the game. So I'm very excited about that that uh, that room there too, Charles. And, and just seeing those guys on the field, I, I get a chance to talk to them during the course of practice. I don't want them to feel left out like they don't have a coach, but um, I lean on them sometime and, and kind of make sure they they um, they doing what they're supposed to do in terms of practice. Uh, it's a good room, too, Charles. I'm excited about it, too. 43 minutes after the hour. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question I'm on Twitter, Tallman Radio, and on Facebook. Uh, Kermit text a question. Is the game being streamed? Yes, sir, it will be. Um, it won't be on ESPN+. Plus. I know that's out there in the wind, but that was confirmed by AD <clears throat> Dito last week. It will be streamed on allcornsports.com. And he mentioned that's the only game that won't be streamed on ESPN+. Plus. Every game going forward after Saturday will be on ESPN+. Uh, plus. So you look at it, Coach, uh, speaking of that, that uh, that's kind of a big topic of conversation. You know, all the different media platforms, the HBCU.go, the ESPN+, Plus, and all the different streams, the different avenues for SWAC football and allcorn football, HBCU.go. Charlie Neal leads that coverage. Uh, they'll be on. The Braves will be on that a couple of times this year. Just, just your thoughts on the media coverage, all the social media stuff, all this, just the interest in SWAC football now compared to five or six years ago. You know, I tell you what, the uh, commission has done a done a great job in this conference of going out, uh, getting these um, the media to to put these games on for us. And um, I can't say, uh, man, it's just been tremendous of the things you've done, added two more teams to the conference. And our uh, fam, you and Bethune, I'll get all the ESPN, the, the, the new TVs, uh, uh, stations uh, to add games for this conference. And, 
it only getting better, Charles. I think the things that he's doing is he's implementing in um, strike football can be just like any other conference, you know, uh, and promotion and stuff like that. So my um, hats off to the, the commissioner and his staff of putting together packages for this conference to be more televised and um, and broadcast. First game jitters, and it's going to be on allcornsports.com. You can go to allcornsports.com. There'll be a, a, a link up there, and, and we'll have wall-to-wall coverage of Braves football against Stephen F. Austin. Coach, I know you, you've always said you if it was up to you, if you had to do the schedule, you'd be playing games at 11 o'clock in the morning. Am I correct on that? Charles, I would love it. I, I would love it, Charles. I, I would love to get up in the morning time. The kids get up. 11 o'clock game, so I got to eat four hours prior to game day, game time. So get up at 7 o'clock, let's go eat, and let's kick this thing off at 11 o'clock, Charles. And that's what I'm used to when we play the Henderson Stadium. Yeah. You know, getting up in the morning, going at a 12 o'clock ball game, you're done by 3.30, man, nothing else. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, yeah. enjoy the rest of the day, man. But uh, we've got a bunch of night games to start, 6 o'clock uh, on Saturday, Tulane night game, McNeese night game. And so it'll be an interesting start to the season under the lights. And it's the biggest thing, Charlie. You don't know how 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 much how hard it is to it's just like pulling a horse out of a stable that's been in there so long, and and he's just really biting at the bits to play. And you got to monitor these young men's for a whole twelve hours when they get up time from seven o'clock to six o'clock or seven o'clock in the afternoon for ready to play and. Um, I was like that when I was playing too. I hated late games. It's just too much time and uh, too much too much time on your hands. Too much time. <laughs> you know, you have to find things for these young players to do and, and that nature. So um, we do a good job of munching these players and making sure that they they getting the things that they need in preparation for that for that game at six o'clock. Well, we'll be uh, talking about Stephen F in a moment, Coach. I always like to get your thoughts on, you know, NCAA is always coming up with different stuff, rules, and you talked about the transfer portal. And uh, that is uh, that hit the news yesterday. The uh, Board of Governors, I don't know if you, you saw this, adopted one major change to the transfer portal rules yesterday. Under the new rule, athletes will be required to give notice of intent to transfer within certain windows. And this has been talked about for a while now. So really not that big of a surprise. Certain windows that vary depending on the sport. In fall sports, such as football, athletes will be required to give notice that they intend to transfer within 45 days of championship selection, i.e. announcement of bowl game pairings for the FBS, or from May 1st to the 15th in order to be eligible to play the following year. This has been talked about. You kind of knew that that they were going to put the reins on this transfer uh, portal in, in the windows at some point. looks like they have. What are your thoughts on that, and how does that impact the way you go about your business? But Charles, I mean, uh, either way for me, I mean, I'm good, Charles. And like I say, you know, we don't heavily rely on the, the transfer portal. And like I said, I'm a firm believer of being, being from the high school to the JUCOs. And if there's one guy in the transfer portal that we see fit, I mean, that will fit this program, we just don't go in there and get him just to say he's a he's a, he's a stud. But he got to fit this program, Charles. He got he got to come with a great character guy. Uh, to fit this program that we that we put together here, Charles, and that's why I tell the coaches: make sure when you bring him to me that you know you don't carry a baggage with it. You know that's one thing that uh, the way we carry ourselves as, as players and and things of that nature uh, on this campus, um, because we are the biggest group on campus, Charles, and and because we're the biggest group on campus, we don't make the loudest noise. Okay, so. 
that's the way I, I see fit for that. But it, it's been a great group uh, since I've been here. In um, I know 16 and 17 was was my first two years, and we had some situations. And uh, since then, you kind of weed out the bad apples and and uh, bring in some new ones. And, uh, and I think that's what we did as coaches, and and kind of uh, got this thing under control to where we don't really have to worry about the young men. Once we hit that room, the first day of the team meeting, everybody understand our expectations of the coaching staff. And these guys have really, really bought into what we're doing here as a football program and as coaches. Changes in the transfer portal and in NIL is always a discussion. Hasn't been lately, especially with the season coming up. Um, you know, Nico Duffy's doing some stuff. What, what are your thoughts on that in terms of players just trying to get get stuff, you know, name, image, likeness? So what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Just It's just legal now, Charles. <laughs> it's just legal now. So uh, they put into a word, you know, you can make money as a, as a player now, um, you know, Honestly, you know, but there's some protocols behind it, things you have to abide by it and be legal with it. Uh, all for it, man. And I think these young men, they don't, they don't get enough uh, in terms of, of the revenue, in, in terms of them coming to here and, and playing uh, and, and, and doing the things they're supposed to do because these young men understand that Coach McDaniel and coaching staff, you're going to graduate from Alcorn State University with one or two degrees. And uh, we got some kids on the team now that's working on their uh, masters. Uh, and that's big for us, Charles. We got we got some guys that's graduated in three years um, in their under, undergrad program. So uh, what we're doing here is phenomenal. And I, and I, you know, with the APR issues and stuff like that, people are having, and and I, I don't want to be a, a victim of that. You know, so I kind of make sure that we're doing the right things. Uh, Jason Pompey and and Javonna Smith, and you know they. They my arms, you know, and and, and, I, and I and I I would just shut everything down if they got something for us to to do to go over, you know. And uh, Javonna, she's been she's been uh, she's been great uh, in terms of what she's been doing uh, for in compliance and things that she she's been here for a while and she understands compliance and, and things of that nature, um, you know, making sure that we um, certified and everything like that. Charlie, it goes a long way, so you have to keep the old people wrapped up around you, you know. Like I said, Javonna, she. I'm by her side all the time and making sure that we, we... Hey, everybody. Jim Colbert here. You know, in Central Florida, it's important your AC works perfectly every single time. That's why I strongly suggest to call our friends over at Mills Air. In business since 1992, that's 29 years of experience in keeping Central Florida nice and cool. Their techs can service any brand out there. And Mills Air is a carrier factory authorized dealer, which means they can get you up to $1,275 in rebates towards that brand new carrier unit. You can always turn to the experts at Carrier, and you can always turn to family-owned and operated Mills Air. Call today and schedule that appointment. 407-277-1159. Find them on at millsair.com. Well, hello, Winn-Dixie. We're getting the best quality for our Labor Day cookout. Right now, Baby Back and St. Louis ribs are just $3.49 a pound. Whoa, and all my cookout fixings are on sale, too. Select package dole salads and coleslaw are BOGO. And select bakery pies are just $3.99. Woo! Saving on my entire Labor Day cookout while earning rewards with the app. Winn-Dixie, it's a win-win. Price is valid through September 6th of Wendy's Rewards. Limited supply. See store for details. Supposed to do to make sure the players will get certified and, and make sure they academic strong in, in terms of that. So, um, but, you know, just to go back to the transfer portal deal, Charles, and, uh, and the things that I like about it, you know, it's a, it's a window, four to five days prior to the championship game, and then you got May 1st to May 15th. You know, everything shuts off. You know, now it's, it's a restriction now, so – Everybody gonna start diving in real quick 
and coming out real quick. <laughs> a lot of times when you go in that water real quick, child, you don't come out. <laughs> you know, you got to trade the water for a while. Yeah. And, you know, situations like that, but um, but it's been, it's, it's something that they trying to get a control of right now because it's, the transfer board has been crazy, man. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, obviously from the academic perspective, kids get, getting their degrees, getting their bachelor's, getting their master's. Believe it or not, Coach, I'm going back to school here at Alcorn trying to get my master's. I'm trying. So uh, let me ask you this question right here. Uh, did, did you play one or two snaps of football? Uh, no. Man, we could have got that point. We could have got that point. We could have got, got a point for you, Charles. No, no. Come back and get you. Uh-uh. No, sir. That's awesome, man. No, sir. That's right. But, Charles, you know what, though, man? I wish that, you know, some of the some of the athletes that, that, that left here that, that was getting their uh, bachelor of science degree that were just maybe just a semester short of getting a uh, bachelor of science degree, I wish they would come back and finish that charge. You know, you're talking about APR points and stuff like that. Going back and getting that, man, I mean, that would be big. You know, a lot of players, you know, that that that, that they're kind of like once they leave and don't get their degree, uh, they're done. Because I was, I was a victim of that charge because, you know why? Because when I left here going to the Cowboys in 89, you know, I, I hadn't graduated yet. But then I kept playing football, and I went over to London, and uh, Lawrence Bourne was my advisor. And so I took independent study class and sent it back and got, got stuff done. And I ended up graduating in 92 with my BS degree. Yeah. And so I said, man, I'm done with, with, with education stuff. Ended up coming back, getting my master's in 96. And Charles, if I hadn't got my master's, I wouldn't be here today coaching the Alcorn State University football. Because it's required. Yeah, and that's that's that that's excellent. But for a person that had been in school in thirty years, that it's 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 a hard thing to do. Child, I mean, you, you, you're so normal, you're so natural. Somebody asked me what was ten plus twenty the other day, and I couldn't answer the question. Now, I'm supposed to be going back to school getting a master's degree, coach. I had to pull out a calculator. Am, am, am I worthy to be in graduate school? Probably not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best shot. Speaking of that, we're going to pivot because I know you have <laughs> – we could talk all day about this. We could have another hour, a whole bunch of other stuff. But let's hone in on Stephen F., Coach. Um, number 10th ranked team in the FCS. Don't know if that will be the case. You know, going forward, they lost to Jacksonville State in that kickoff classic at Montgomery. The game was called due to lightning. Um, they led 17-3. to And I, I actually T-voted the game, and I was looking at it last night. You know, they've got a dynamic you know, quarterback in Trey Self and Gibson, the receiver, who's the all-time leading receiver in Stephen F. Austin uh, history. Um, they've got 32 or 33 seniors. You don't see that very often. Uh, what? And the coach did mention that. Uh, I don't know if he was right about this. He said, "You all, you were, were you all over there, Montgomery? We was in Montgomery. Yeah, he, no, I, <laughs> I, I hadn't seen Montgomery. Uh, okay, in a minute, Charles, and uh, that's been I hadn't seen the Crampton Bowl since I played in the last time I played Alabama State. Okay, so you all you all you all weren't there. Okay. No, no, we, hey. we, we 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 can't we can't do that. And uh, no, we can't go we can't go there. Oh, there is there is no, no that no. that's illegal. You can't that's, do that's, 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 that's really bad. yeah, Charles. We we can't we couldn't have been there. <laughs> okay, all so, right. So uh, I know we wasn't there because we were practicing. Okay, all right. And so uh, we had practice that Saturday anyway. Uh, but no, we we couldn't we couldn't go there. Okay, like he he kind of mentioned. I mean, he talked about obviously um, uh, Coach Carthew has been there four years, improved the program every year he's been there. Um, you know, he says it's going to be sixteen, seventeen thousand people here. It's going to be a rabid fan base. You know, I posted those comments mm-hmm. um, on social media just. 
the respect that he has for this program, for you, and for the players. But this is a heck of a football team that's going to be rolling in here. Despite what didn't happen last week, that makes it even more anxiety, the fact that they're going to come out and prove that what happened in the second half last week was a fluke. And it is, Charlie. That's a great football program. Man. And, and Coach Kobe is doing a great job with that program. Last year he finished 8-4, and four, first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and uh, he's done a tremendous job. Now they ranked top 10 in FCS. Uh, he's done a great job with that program. And, and one of the guys that's been with him is Matt Storm, the offense coordinator. Uh, done a great job with, with uh, Self and Gibson and just spreading the ball around, you know, Charles. And uh, hopefully we can get them down to where they can be one dimension and get rid of that passing game they got because Self can – he can really sling it around and Gibson can – if he catches, he can run, Charles. He, he, can, get, he can get out of here real quick. Uh, so we got to make sure that we know where Gibson at at all times and, and make sure we get kind of get, kind of put pressure on Self at the quarterback position. So um, – and Coach Joel, the defense coordinator – this is his first year there at uh, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, um, so we're very interested in the things that he's doing that four two five uh defense and um very exotic. You know, he do some he do some stuff that we, we gotta be very conscious of as offense to to kinda exploit that defense that he gonna got some good players over there too, Charles. Yeah, he got a six six defensive end and, and hurt. Those guys really get out, they got a safety that can really come down and um and bang you a little bit. Uh so we we're excited about those guys and uh, just playing them. I'm excited about the game. And like I said, Coach Kobe, been done, he's done a great job with that program since he's been there, Charles. So, you know, knocking off the kinks, getting the dust off, getting the rust off. They played the a game. We haven't. Is there anything to that at all? No, the biggest thing is uh, just having film on them before they watching uh, a game film on us. But, you know, they go back and get film from us from last year and watch that. But uh, just, just to have a, a live game film on them, uh, helps us out a lot in, in terms of the first-year D coordinator um, calling plays for them, uh, just get a chance to see their offensive thing that they're doing, special team-wise. We kind of be very, very conscious of, of where we kick and how we kick the ball to the return guys because they can get out of the stadium very fast, y'all. Uh, but other than that, I think we're going we gonna to come out, we're going to compete very hard, Charles. It should be a great ball game uh, for both of the teams. Uh, you know, be our first home opener. Um, since Miles College in 17, I think it was, Charles. So I'm, I'm excited about being here for the first home home game, and fans are too, you know, uh, in terms of um, coming out and supporting the Braves and, and everybody buying season tickets as well, you know, just really, really emphasize the season ticket sales and, and all, th- all those things that we need to get done in terms of uh, packing Jack Speed Castle Stadium, you know. So um, get those things done, and we should have a great venue here, Charles. Before we let you go, we had a Renoy Dido on earlier. We'll be posting all of that uh, coming up here in a few minutes. But uh, he had great, great praise for you and your program. And, you know, he talked to the team after the first practice uh, back August 5th, 6th, whenever that was. Just talk about, you know, the conversations. He's been here six months to the day. Started April 1st. It's been six months. And so he's kind of gotten the lay of the land at his alma mater. Just, just talk about, you know, that, that relationship. Very, very supportive, Charger, of the things that we're doing. Uh, the things that he's trying to get done too as well. So since he got here, you know, he's been head down grinding. So uh, just to see that in him and the things that he's trying to get accomplished here um, from the past. And um, But, you know, now, you know, he's here and coming out and watch us practice, watch us scrimmage and, and things that they've got a chance to address the team and, and everything. That's big for us, Charlie. The guys get a chance to, to put a face with a name and, uh, in terms of, him being supportive and just walking around 
uh, during the course of practice, and he was here for the mock scrimmage. He was here for the live scrimmage. He's he doing a lot of great things for us. going to do a lot of great things for us, too, Charles, as well. Uh, so we're, we're very thankful to have uh, Mr. Dito in as our uh, athletic director in terms of things that he's going to do and, and to the support uh, that he's given us as a football program. And not only that, you know, he been to he was at the soccer game the other night, um, you know, supporting all the sports and getting a chance to talk to each and every sport, the coaches and, and everybody. So you know, it's big and, and the things that he's doing to to kind of get this department uh, back to queue um, to where it needs to be in, uh, in terms of that. But um, he's done a phenomenal job. And the one thing I, I want to just say, put out there, you know, that, that, that we need to to make a, um, um, I would say a vow uh, to get turf here on the reservation. Uh, I think it will help all the programs in terms of soccer, uh, even softball. and Here at the stadium or at the practice? I wouldn't care if it was here at the stadium or the practice field. We need turf here because we was in situations uh, a couple of weeks ago where it rained and we didn't practice for a couple of days because of that. But Wednesday, it still rained, but we went out because it didn't lighten. There wasn't no lighting in there. So we, we went out and practiced in the rain on Wednesday on our little trash field, I call it. We got about like a 40-yard trash field that we can kind of eat up and not damage the practice field. So uh, we have to monitor those fields because soccer and football, and um, we use those fields to to work out on. So it would help us tremendously if we had some some turf here on Alcorn campus. Uh, you know, they talk about agriculture school, you know, but we need turf here because of the climates and stuff like that. It's gonna probably rain Saturday, you know. Yeah. You know, if it if it rain and don't lighten, we still can get at it, y'all. Yeah. That's what I like about it. You know, uh, that's one thing that we need to about as uh, as alumni chapters and and uh, the fans and, and everybody else, let's 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 make a vow to to get turf on Alcorn State University campus, and that way, you know, everybody can benefit from it. You know, uh, baseball can practice on it. I went to a local high school down in Pasagula, Charles, and I got I got um, pictures of it to where the baseball team on one end of the football stadium and the softball team on the other end is hitting balls, and it was still Mr. Rainy, but. On that turf, it doesn't really matter. You know, situation like that, you know, when it comes, you can have stuff you can kind of, you can do without uh, messing the fields up. And that's the thing that, and myself, I, I stay up late night just watching to make sure we can practice on those fields and without gutting them up and, and harming them and stuff like that. But we need to we need to really push um, to everybody, the alumni chapters, national alumni and everybody for turf, you know, to get turf here at Alcorn. I think it would help each and every program that that, that do something outside, even track, you know. I mean, you got a new track over there, but stuff like that, it helps. It helps the program. And it helps recruiting, too, Charles. It's big for recruiting. Well, other schools are getting up. Grambling, Eddie Robinson Memorial Stadium got turf. Uh, Mumford Stadium has turf. Uh, Alabama A&M got turf. So it is definitely uh, on, on the increase more. More programs are getting turf uh, at the either their practice field and or their their stadium. And you're right, and you're right. I think you think Valor was talking about turf one time, and I think they they pushing for turf up there as well. I think us and Valley probably the only two Mississippi schools don't have turf. Look around some of these JUCOs and all these Mississippi JUCOs, I think have turf. Uh, you know, Charles. So why not us? Yeah. Speaking of that, finally, <clears throat> coach, before we let you go, you're always good with these uh, quotes and sayings. Um, you know, in between 
uh, drills. You know, you, you as players are bouncing around, you say, let's ride. Is, is, is that right? Am, am, am I... And you're absolutely right, John. <laughs> what is that? You're absolutely right. And the reason I say that is because the transition part from one station to the next, you know, even if, if all the, if all the individual groups up up top and we're doing team down on the bottom field, I want them to ride. I want them to move. You know, I say, let's ride. <laughs> that's what I talk about when doing that. And, you know, they come because I want them to transition to that next phase real fast. Yeah. And that's why I say, let's ride. You know, and uh, they've been very good at it. You know, the, the trainers, they mock me all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I really, I just blow the horn. Everybody say, let's ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's been yeah. good. And, um, and I had, had the, the, um, the deal down in Natchez. Um, with the fundraiser deal down in Natchez, and I, I talked about Brave Together We Ride. I was going to ask you about that, yeah. And uh, and that's one thing that it's on the back of our shirts too, Charles. So um, that that stands for something. And uh, and I tell the kids all the time, you know, special teams, offensive, defense, we kind of rely on each other. And I and I always tell them before uh, we leave, before we start practice, and at the end of practice, and I say Brave. And they said, "Together we rise." Where did where, you come? Uh, where and how did you come up so with it? I'm just I just think sometimes, man, and I just think of something to to come up with to kind of be a motivational deal for yeah. for the players and everything. So, um, you know, hardly ever sleep at night. You know, eleven o'clock, I lay down. Four o'clock, I'm up watching the news and watching the Weather Channel. And five thirty, I'm just about here. Six o'clock, I'm here at the at the gym. Getting you still watch the Weather Channel before you go I to sleep? I still got to watch the Challenge. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to watch it tonight. And I'm going to show watch it Friday night. Yeah. So, uh, getting preparation for Saturday game, man. But, uh, you know, Braves together we ride. That's not only that's not only just this football team. I'm talking about the Brave Nation. Yeah. The Brave Nation. I'm talking about everybody. If you're a Brave, together we rise. Yeah. And that means everything, you know. So, um that's big for us, and the kids they enjoy it, man. Uh, and they break down on it. They say, "Oh man, he got it going." But, you know, <laughs> uh, it's something that you know we look forward to, man, and just making sure the kids understand what we're trying to do together. Biggest key to beating Stephen F. here on this field is they're marking off the the uh, stencil of the Alcorn, uh, and they got the Braves on the on the right. They'll fill those in with the with the purple and gold. What's what's the biggest key to starting this year? One and zero. You know the biggest thing, Charles, and I, and I said it. You know, uh, back in the media day, and the biggest thing that the long football kind of bounced the right way for us, and we kind of stay healthy. Uh, we we stay healthy. We execute uh, offense, defense, special team the way I think we should. I think we will. Uh, I think we have great success against these great football teams coming in. Stephen of Austin, um, don't turn the ball over. We got to create turnovers, and that's going to be the key. Ball protection will be key. It'll be a wet football. We got a new quarterback, running game. You know, if if the weather is what is expected, could be some heavy rain. So throwing the football may not be that much of an option. Running the football ground and pound will be key. And you're exactly right, Charles. If we can stop their attack and the things of that nature, Charles, I think we'll be great. And I think the defense is, is ready to ramp up to do that. So, uh, and then on the other side of the ball, we got to be able to run the football. Uh, we got to be able to run the football. You know, we got a new quarterback going to come in, and we got to be able to make him comfortable in the passing game as well. Protect him and keep him upright. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Monday night. We'll be on Facebook Live as well as audio Monday night. We'll be coming to you from the media room downstairs, and we hope, Coach, come Saturday night when you hit in that media room, all smiles and together we rise. That is exactly right. <laughs> Go brave and together we rise.
Coach, we appreciate it. Let's Thank go get them. Yes, sir. That's the season premiere of the Fred McNair radio program. Glad you can join us. We appreciate all the calls and the text and the tweets. Try to get in as much information in as possible. If you missed some of this, I'll be posting it shortly. For our producer, Jamario Brooks, glad you can join us as we come to you from Jack Spinks Marino Castle Stadium. They have the lights on. They have uh, painted the field. The, the yard stuff is done. The 40, the 30, the 20, the 10 touchdown. All that's already done. And uh, so they're getting all that ready in anticipation of a big game on Saturday. Rain is in the forecast, so plan accordingly. Six o'clock kickoff, and it'll be streamed on allcornsports.com. That'll do it for the Fred McNair program. I'm Charles Edmond. We'll talk to you on Saturday at 5.30. We've got a full plate for our pregame show. We'll hear from Coach McNair. Um, We'll be talking with Aaron Allen. Um, Malik Webb, a big story coming off the ACL here a year ago, a couple of years ago, decided not to play last year, even though he could have. We'll be talking with him and uh, some other good stuff coming up as well. So we'll talk to you on Saturday at 530 for Braves football. So long. You are tuned in to WPRL 91.7 FM, broadcasting from the campus of Alcorn State University. Hey everybody, Jim Colbert here. You know, in Central Florida, it's important your AC works perfectly every single time. That's why I strongly suggest to call our friends over at Mills Air. In business since 1992, that's 29 years of experience in keeping Central Florida nice and cool. Their techs can service any brand out there. And Mills Air is a carrier factory authorized dealer, which means they can get you up to $1,275 in rebates towards that brand new carrier unit. You can always turn to the experts at Carrier, and you can always turn to family-owned and operated Mills Air. Call today and schedule that appointment. 407-277-1159. Find them online at millsair.com.